The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad. Pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast. What's happening, Tiger Basketball fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast. I'm Mark Giannato, commercial appeal sports columnist. I'm joined, as always, by Jason Munns, our Tiger basketball beat writer. We are coming to you on the heels of uh, Memphis eking out that win over Cincinnati, uh, getting to 22-7 and overall, moving into second into possession of second place in the AAC, ahead of the final week of the regular season. The NCAA tournament, March Madness, is in sight. Um, you can reach out and almost grab it, and it's uh, culminating here uh, with a huge week for the Memphis basketball program. They take on SMU on the road Thursday, Kendrick Davis's return to SMU after transferring from there, and then Sunday morning slash afternoon at FedEx Forum, 11 a.m. tip, the number one team in the country is coming into town. Uh, Memphis has never beaten a number one team at home. Um, we've, we've gotten clarification months. They have hosted a number one team at home in the past. Uh, a Louisville team was ranked number one uh, years ago, but they have never beaten, it appears, a number one team in the country in Memphis. And all that could happen this week. Um, this is, uh, this is really when college basketball is, uh, reaching its boiling point here, end of February, beginning of March conference tournament, right around the corner. Um, as of right now, the Tigers are in a decent spot. Um, in most, uh, they are in the field in most bracketology, uh, sites. Um, so, uh, that is good. Um, a lost SMU would probably put that a little bit in doubt. A win over SMU, and it feels like maybe they're just playing for seeding the rest of the way. But we shall see. Uh, Munns, after what we saw against Cincinnati, where they played pretty well, all in all, needed some, you know, got a little dicey at the end, but they pull out the win. Um, how good do you feel about where this team is at? as we reach these, what should be a very emotional week of Memphis basketball games. Well, let me, let me get back to that, but because I want to, I want to touch on something first before we, before we get to that. Um, I don't think you're excited enough, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I just, I feel like you're, well, it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. And I've been Stuck inside because I tested positive for COVID last week. So I haven't, you know, maybe it's that, because of that. That Well, I, 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 you know, my thoughts are with you and yours as they have been since this, since you came down. The COVID positive has not been my problem. The strep throat was a problem for a little bit, but now I'm, I'm, I'm raring to go. Uh, I, I, let's put it this way. I am excited to be in FedEx warm on Sunday. That's going to be a hell of an atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, last week, the regular season, you got the number one team in the country coming in uh, to close the regular season, and then it gets started for real. It gets, you know, we're, we're knocking on the door of the AAC tournament, and 
Uh, anyway, I just I, I'm I'm. It could I'm no. The, the reality over. is, we could be approaching like Sunday could really be. If they go out and beat SMU Thursday and then go beat the number one team in the country FedEx Forum, it would be the signature moment of Penny Hardaway's tenure to date. It, if they it, went would, be, and, it would be Penny Hardaway's WrestleMania moment. It would be his Memphis Mania moment. That's what I'll, that's right. That, it would be a huge moment in his career, that's for sure. Um, and a huge moment in his tenure because it would represent a lot of things. It would represent, you know, Again, beating a number one, doing something Memphis has never done before, beating a number one team in the country at home. Um, it would stamp you into the NCAA tournament for a second consecutive year. Um, and it would just, it would be a big punctuation mark on uh, on the season. It would mean you've won, you know, if you combine it with the SMU win, it means that once again, you've closed out the year playing awesome basketball. Um, it would represent a lot for the program and it would, you know, send Houston away with the loss. It would be the, you know, definitive kind of, uh, Hey, we're the best team in the AAC moving forward because Houston's not going to be here anymore. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, it's, it's very, things are starting to, there, there's, there's that buzz is back. It feels like, you know what I mean? Like we're getting, we're getting close to, uh to 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 you know exciting very exciting times and um you know i mean who knows how it all plays out but uh but but yeah it it does feel like the buzz is starting to uh to come back a little bit around memphis basketball and and i mean that's kind of i guess that's my answer to your question about how do i feel about memphis like i think they're kind of they're they're back in in a position of being buzzworthy I mean, right? Like they uh, they've won ten of their last twelve games, Mark. Ten of their last mm-hmm. twelve games. They were two. You know, obviously they won both their games last week. Um, neither one of them was comfortable, but I think that's yeah. okay. I think that's okay. I mean, like I, I thought the way Penny and I forget when he did it. I forget if he did it after the Wichita game or it was a re- it was sometime last week where Penny kind of likened this last four game stretch to almost like a um, dress rehearsal for the AAC tournament. Like, you know, you got Wichita on the road then you get Cincinnati at home then you get SMU on the road then you get Houston at home. And it's like, um, they were kind of like treating that as like a mini, a mini conference tournament, you know, before, you know, before the actual conference tournament. And, um, I I think, and I also, you know, I wrote about this uh, after the Cincinnati win. Um, like, I, I think that the reason why there is, what why it feels like things are really starting to, uh, why the Tigers are starting to look like a team that you know like a dangerous team is is because because they didn't win comfortable in those two games last week because they still have things that they can clean up that things that they can you know like shore up and they're and and they're things that they're not like major uh blemishes you know they're they're not like huge tremendous 
great concerns. They're things where if you tighten the screws just a little bit here and there, well, then they can be even better. And, you know, being better than winners of 10 out of your last 12 is, is pretty good. I mean, that's, that's just my take. I, I, I think that Memphis is in a very advantageous position. Guys are getting healthy. Um, you know, Kendrick looks like he's going to be, he's as close to a hundred percent as he might be the rest of the way. Um, and Alex is getting, Alex Lomax is getting healthier. Malcolm Dandridge. I'm, I'm going to say this. Uh, he's now played in three games since coming back from his ankle sprain and uh, specifically against Wichita. I thought his mobility and his burst, like he went up to block a shot in the first half against Wichita state. And he, he actually didn't block the shot. Um, the shot, the guy actually made the shot. I think it was Craig Porter jr. Actually made the shot, but it, and like, I haven't seen the replay or anything. And, and everything else, but like I think it, 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 I thought in the moment that that was the highest I've ever seen Malcolm Dandridge jump, and so like, I, and, and then later there was a, a sequence in the second half where he was uh, defending really, really well, moving his feet, um, didn't appear to have any uh, you know lingering effects of the of the ankle sprain. So I mean, you know, we can talk about the Keontae Kennedy situation. Obviously, they're losing a big piece. Uh, they lost a big piece of their of their team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's number one in the conference since conference play started. He's number one in the conference in three point field goal percentage, better than Landers Nolly, better than Tyler Harris, better than everybody in the conference. So like that hurts. But we can also talk about Demarie Franklin. We can talk about Jonathan Lawson. Uh, you know, these guys emerging, and um, mm-hmm. you know, Jaden is playing better. So it just. I, I think anybody who's been paying attention and, you know, sees how things sees the way things are moving, the direction things are moving, you got to be encouraged. Yeah, no, I think it's very clear to me. Like, I, I think they're, you know, the way I put it in my column after the Cincinnati game, um, which was a game where for 35 minutes, you know, they were up double digits basically the whole time. It felt like from the moment Alex Lomax swiped those uh, steals from Landers Nolly in the first half to about five minutes to go, it felt like they were up double digits the whole time. They were playing really well and really comfortably. And then, you know, down the stretch, I mean, you saw, you can see how, you know, whenever this ends up, whenever this run ends, whether it's the first round or the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight or whatever for this team, and this is presuming they make the NCAA tournament, like, you know, it's ultimately going to come down to Kendrick and DeAndre. And, you know, they're dependent ultimately on them delivering key plays and key baskets down the stretch of games. And ultimately against Cincinnati, that did not happen um until the very end um of the game um in those final five minutes and that's why it got close um you can see like the way they play defense you know that pressure defense i think is going to be an advantage in short preparation situations like the ncaa tournament um teams are not going to have a lot of time to prepare for that but we've seen again towards the end of games when they're not making shots, if they, you know, if they're relying on Kendrick and DeAndre in isolation situations and it's not working, you know, that slows down the game and it kind of, it then kind of uh, sort of uh, reveals, if you will, 
they're flawed offensively, which is, you know, in the half court, you know, ultimately they're not one of Penny's better defensive teams at keeping teams away from the basket. Um, so it's, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're like a lot of teams in college basketball this year. Like they, they, they have some that you can see where that you can see, you know, riding Kendrick and Deandre, they could ride them to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. I, you know, you could also see a scenario where they're one and done in the NCAA tournament um, because, yeah, you know, totally ultimately they, they don't have, they're not, you know, they're not a perfectly constructed team um, and they have some real flaws, but it's really exciting to watch them. You know, they, they, the thing they have that has shown through, it feels like throughout the whole season is like they, you know, they show up to every game. It's like they, they're, they have this will and, you know, sometimes it hasn't always worked out, but there is this will about this team, I think, led through Kendrick and DeAndre, you know, their will um, that, you know, I, I really enjoy watching about this group and makes, you know, makes you root for them um, and makes you want to see them succeed. And uh, it's been, you know, and I think it's going to culminate this week that Houston game, they are going to get, you know, sort of a uh, an audience that they deserve, that they've earned in a lot of ways um, with the way they've played. Um, it's been it's been really interesting to watch develop over the course of the season. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we keep you know, we're talking in these big picture phrases like they got to beat SM, like ultimately this week. The more the more important game to win in terms of like fanfare and like you know looking at the legacy of the program and things like that is probably that Houston game. But in terms of like just making it to the NCAA tournament, it's once again the same deal as the last Houston game. Way more important to beat SMU than it is to beat Houston this week. Um, losing to SMU, I don't th- I don't know if it takes you out of the NCAA tournament, but it makes you sweat on selection Sunday because it's not a good SMU team. They're 10 and 19 this year. Um, they're at the bottom of the conference. It would be truly not even close your worst loss of the year. Um, now yeah. I don't expect that, especially because I like the fact that it's Kendrick's return game because I think it's like, it, it, it makes it so it's going to be hard to overlook it and, you know, the fact is, like, how many games has this team overlooked all year? It feels like, by and large, that's not been an issue for this group. Um, but it's uh, – I think if you win against SMU, you're in the NCAA tournament. I don't think they need to beat Houston. I've maintained that for a couple weeks now. Um, you know, it would be nice to beat Houston, though. Oh, yeah. I mean – you know, you're talking about what what a potential loss to SMU at SMU might do for their postseason prospects. And I don't I mean, I don't think that it knocks you out, even though uh, it would not be just like a it would not be just like barely you'd be closed. nervous going. You'd have to beat Houston or like right. you'd be nervous going into the conference tournament week. No, that's what I was going to say. Like if you lose to SMU and then you turn around and beat Houston, I think you're going to I think you're going to feel pretty good on Selection Sunday. Um, in those, you know, if that's exactly how it played out, if you, you know, slip up at SMU and then beat, beat Houston. But yes, if you certainly, if you lose to SMU, then, then turn around and lose to Houston, I think you're going to really, really like, then uh, you're going to be in, in 
your stomach's going to be in knots, I think, um, under those mm-hmm. circumstances. But uh, and, and, and again, going back to the SMU situation, like that's not just a like barely a quad three game like that's like even though even even with it being on the road. SMU is a lower tier, even again, the fact that it's on the road, it's still a lower tier quad three game. That would be a, a close to the bottom half of quad three uh, loss. If you ended up losing that game. And, and as you said, it would by far be the worst loss of the season. And it would come at a very, very inopportune time. Um, yeah. You know, right here in the last week of the season. So they, 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 you know, I don't, I don't, I, I I will stop short of saying it's a must-win game, but uh, for all intents and purposes, it probably is if you want to feel good about your situation um, on Selection Sunday. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think uh, and they and they you know they they said all the right things today. We talked to Alex, uh, we talked to Kendrick, and we talked to Penny, and they all said the right thing. We're not overlooking anybody. We have an all season, and that's true. I don't think they have. Um, I don't think they. I don't think this team is built that way. This team is not the, the the pieces in place on this team aren't the same kind of pieces. And you know, I mean, I'm not like breaking any news here, but like you know, the teams the past two or three years have undoubtedly overlooked teams that they thought that they could just roll the ball out there and beat. Um, this team is not like that. Um, and, and that's part of the reason why I think this team, you know, teams like this are ones that usually, uh, usually, you know, stress usually, um, fare pretty well in the NCAA tournament, older teams with an elite point guard and an elite supporting actor, uh, so to speak with, you know, or veteran pieces uh, behind, you know, behind those two. And we're talking about Alex Lomax. Well, well, we know the seed is really important too. And the matchup is really important when it comes down to it. It's a little, there's some factors at play that you can't control in the NCAA tournament. But yeah, I think you're, I think you're right that like, ultimately this team has, has as good a shot as any penny is fielded to make it to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Um, given what we know right now at this moment. Here's an interesting debate. What do you think, you know, like, do you think that it is going to help Memphis, the fact that there are, you know, a handful of guys who've never been to the NCAA tournament? And even though they're older, uh, like keep in mind they're older, obviously Kendrick K.O., Elijah McCadden, Demarie Franklin, um, you know, these are older guys, but they've never been to the NCAA tournament. Do you think that that will help them in the NCAA tournament if they make it to the to the dance? Or could that be a problem? The fact that they've never, you know, so many guys. Uh, have never I been don't on know. Stage. I mean, it just depends. You know, it's hard to predict that. I think I would think overall it certainly helps right now, like in ter- with a certain desperation factor and not like taking things for granted, like ultimately, like. Kendrick Davis, Elijah McCadden, Damari Franklin, like these guys won't have another chance to do this. Um, right. You know, when we get there, will it affect them? Maybe a little bit, but I think it helps that you're going to have, you have a team that has, you know, you know, ultimately, yeah, there's a bunch of these guys who have never been to the tournament, but you also have like Alex Lomax and DeAndre Williams and Dandridge who played last year. Um, so Chandler, I, I don't know. Chandler, I, 
Chandler has been yeah, there. Yeah, Chandler, he played a little bit. But, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I just don't think that's going to be the reason why they do or don't go on oh, a no. run. Like, the, no, no, you know no. what I mean? Like, yeah. ultimately, they're going to need, you know, the, the formula is pretty simple. Like, you watch this team, You they need to create turnovers defensively, okay? They need Kendrick and DeAndre to play well. And they need like a third guy each game to kind of help fill in some of the gaps, if you will. And if it's four, like they're pretty tough to beat. You know what I mean? Right. Like if it's, you know, like that's just the truth. And so um, it's, uh, you know, like I said, I, I think it's pretty straightforward with this group. Um, it's not like last year's team where it felt like there was a high variance in performance at times. Um, it, you know, it felt like last year's team, maybe the ceiling was a little higher, but I didn't, I just didn't, I don't know if you got, you got, you didn't have the same consistency very clearly this group has had. Um, and which, which way is better to make the, you know, make a run? Well, let's see where this team ends up getting seated this year. Let's see what they do here. Now. Cause there's a scenario where, you know, you win these last two and go win the AAC tournament and play your way into like a six or seven seed or something. I don't know. You know, like I could, that could yep. happen because that would that would involve two wins over Houston, you know, plus and, the and, third game against Houston where you played them close without your best player. And and you would if that's indeed how it played out, you'd be you'd be what, 27 and what are they? Seven, seven, 20. Yeah, yeah. 27 and seven at that point with two wins uh, over. With two wins over Houston and a win over AM and a win over Auburn um in terms of teams in the field. You know, you'd have four wins over teams in the field. So yep. um that's uh that's a scenario in play, ultimately. This team's good enough to do it. Will they? I you know, I have my doubts about that. Um but well uh, let me know. ask you then let me ask you about that. If if they are going to beat Houston, how do they do it? I think it happens this Sunday. Um, to me, that's the most likely scenario. Um, no, but how? I mean that's going to be like, ch- how? Like what's yeah? Like how do they go about doing that if they're going to do it? I mean, to me, the template was right there in the second half of that game in Houston. I think you need to get the tempo up. You need to compete on the glass at least, you know, to a stalemate with Houston on the glass. You need to keep them off the offensive glass because they're not a great shooting team. And, right. you know, the way they are elite offensively is when they're getting second chance opportunities. Um, and then, you know, Kendrick and DeAndre are going to have to play well. Um, right. But you presume, like, if you can get the if you can get the pace going, you, you heard after that game, Kelvin Sampson kind of talk about, you know, like, hey, they like they're just so athletic at every position. Like, they're more athletic than Houston. They're not bigger than Houston. Um, they're not a better defensive team than Houston. But they're more athletic than Houston. And it might be a stalemate. Shoot, Like, they're not – neither team is a particularly great shooting team. Although, you know, Marcus Sasser, I think, is a better shooter than – is the best shooter on either team. Um, so, it's uh, – I, I think it's a – I don't think Houston is as good as its ranking. So um, that's why I think, you know, Memphis can do this. We saw it in that first game. They can pull this off against Houston at home. Um, if, if if Kendrick Davis plays well um, and they can they can 
playing Houston to a stalemate on the glass again. Um, that to me is a formula in front in a home situation in front of a raucous crowd. Uh, you know, I like Memphis's chances there. Well, I you mentioned Kendrick. Um, I uh, who knows? Obviously, you know, like who knows if he is going to play well. Um, but I can assure you, with a one hundred percent degree of certainty, that he Kendrick Davis is is. You think he's motivated to go into SM, you go back to SMU and play well. Um, you think he's motivated to play well every game. Uh, he is on. He is turned. He is. He will be turned up all the way to eleven on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, at eleven a.m. And I can I can tell you that with a very high degree of certainty. Um, yeah, and that, that like like that's just kind of. No, like I said, I think it's good that the SMU game is his return game because it gives it's going to give the whole team extra juice. They're not going to lose that game. It, it, it lessens the possibility of overlooking SMU. And then, you know, there's no like, you know, they're not going to need to get up for motive, extra motivation for that UCM. That's just going to be a big game. Um, and I hope a lot of people will be there. Um, we will certainly be there. I will be there, Jason. Um, oh, I'll be healed and ready to go. Um, but I, I can't be, wait. This is very nice to have you back because I've been a little lonely in those, uh, in those television replay shots, uh, mm. the last, the last couple games, I've felt very lonely. So I'll be, maybe nice I got, I got, I feel like maybe I, this it's a CBS game. I think I need a sign for the, for <laughs> when the, for when the reviews happen. I think I need to either put one on my laptop. You know, I'll have to come up with something funny, though. It's got to be good. You know, I'm not going to just I'm not I can't just put up like, you know, I'm not going to be like Matt Norlander and have a Guster uh, bumper sticker on my on my laptop. Yeah, you can't just like you can't just pick your favorite. Uh, yeah, your favorite bumper sticker from your favorite record store and slap it on there. That's, but I also uh, don't think I can do anything like pro Memphis or anti Houston because, no, no, um, no. you know, I'm a, I'm a responsible journalist. Oh yes, with that. Well, yes, a, a responsible journalist who's who wants to make people laugh during the replays. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Although, although Listen. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit. Uh, we'll see if like the camera angle is the same since it's a CBS game. Those, those oh, ESPN it will cameras. be. We're right behind them when the refs go up and look. We're right behind the screen, and yeah. like they always show that same shot of the refs looking at the screen. You know, to make sure you know they're doing their job <laughs> and funny, stopping man. the flow of the game to check every call down the stretch. Too funny. And then we start getting the text messages and start getting all self-conscious. But uh, I think we're seasoned vets at it now. Yeah. Yeah. Pretend. We, I always go with the pretend I'm working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretend I'm working. You know, um, but uh, we shall see. Should be uh, it should be a lot of anticipation for the game, not the replay reviews on Sunday. We will have tons of coverage of everything you could ever want out of uh, Tiger basketball. Munns has a story stories up already about Tim with Tim Jankovic, the former SMU coach, talking about Kendrick Davis, as well as Penny's thoughts about Kendrick going back to SMU this week. Um, We will have coverage leading into the Houston game as well. We will be on site 
Munz will be on site in Dallas Thursday night. I'll be there with him on Sunday. Um, and uh, we will have all your coverage leading into the end of the regular season, leading out to the conference tournament. Till next time, I was Mark. That was Jason. Thanks so much for joining us. And hopefully we will see you at a loud FedEx Forum this Sunday against number one Houston. Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.